Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Ask the Beauty Advisor. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about sunscreen. With spring and then summer just around the corner, uh, we start thinking a little bit more about our sunscreens. Now, if you're like me, you probably want to keep up on the latest information about sunscreens. I know this is a topic that's very confusing for a lot of us. Uh, this can be especially true if you have a family or young children. Today, more and more of us are concerned about what we put on and in our bodies because there are so many toxic chemicals in our sunscreens. Our guest for today was compelled to develop her own healthy sunscreen for herself as well as her family. And I feel that sunscreen is a great topic for us to discuss today. I have with me as my guest, Lisa McHugh. Now, Lisa McHugh is the founder of Bear Belly Organics. And today's episode is brought to you by Bear Belly Organics. We're going to be talking about healthy sunscreens for you and your family. Before I bring our guest on, I just want to let you know, I did send out the monthly newsletter. Finally, it's a little late. I have had some really personal issues, some good news, some bad news, and I'm sorry. I apologize that everything is a little late. I'm hoping by next month, everything gets back on track and you can look forward to a brand new podcast. I'll be announcing that. I have a lot of you who've been asking about the new podcast. The new podcast is going to be concentrated and focused on health and weight loss. So I'll let you know when that happens. But for now, let's go ahead and get today's show started. Let me go ahead and bring Lisa on. Hey there, Lisa. Thanks for joining us today. It is really great to have you here. Thanks. It's so good to be here. Yeah, it's uh, the weather's better, a little better today in California, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still waiting for spring. We had a lot of rain. <laughs> we did. It made up for all those years when we barely had any rain. I know. It was such a drought last year. The biggest, the hardest thing for me is I live down the Camarillo grade, and when it rains, there's flash flood warnings, and I can't get out. I can't get up the grade to go to work. I can't, you know, it's like, oh. I hate that. Yeah, All right, Lisa, that. let me um, pull up your info here. Um, let's go ahead and start today. We want to jump right into our topic today. So let's start by you just briefly um, letting our listeners, you know, kind of get to know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a mom of five. Um, my oldest is 16 and a half. My second one came 14 months later <laughs> before I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So those two are really close. Then I have two girls and my youngest is six um, and he has cerebral palsy. Oh, so no. I am a nurse. Um, most of my working background is ICU, pediatric ICU. And I also worked in neonatal ICU. And um, before that, I worked in the medical unit. But my, most of my experience was pediatric ICU. Um, and I'm not working right now. I'm running my sunscreen business and taking care of my son with cerebral palsy. 
and running around my children who are all busy with different things. (laughs) Oh, wow, Lisa. It sounds like you have a lot on your plate. My goodness. Well, then, Lisa, why don't you tell us what you're the most passionate about? Um, well, when I, when I moved to Atlanta, um, I was pretty shocked about how many of my patients in the ICU had cancer and they were suffering from like septic shock or some other, um, side effect from, um, you know, having chemotherapy or immunosuppression or whatever. And I couldn't figure out like, was I just noticing more cancer or was it true? And I, like just started Googling and, you know, looking up questions. And um, Atlanta does have a higher incidence of pediatric cancers. And I was wondering why. And, you know, there's never really truly a clear answer to that. But, you know, some of it could be like the air pollution or the the smog that keeps chemicals closer to the earth, a lot of fertilizer, more, you know, and I'm from Pittsburgh. So like, there's less season to use fertilizers on your grass and all that. So I I became very passionate about trying to clean up my kids' environment that I could control. And so, you know, I started in baby steps in little ways that probably lots of you are all doing, like, you know, maybe paying attention to your cleaning chemicals or what kind of things you're spraying or using in your home. And um, just, you know, feeding my kids as healthy as I can, you know, all the food issues. Um, so yeah. I'm yeah. kind of passionate about, it. I got a little bit obsessed and I backed off a little cause I kind of, you know, it's easy <laughs> to go too far. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It's like the more, you know, the more obsessed you become with this. I, I know. know. I go to a birthday party and be like, you can't have that cake. It has artificial color, you know? <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh, I have to live in this world and relax a bit. So I do, I do what I can. You know, they, they're outside. They go to school and parties and do things and, you know, breathe air that's not good and eat things that aren't good. But I do my best at home, you know. So I guess uh, good <laughs> health is your hobby right now, right? It is. I mean, we all love our kids and we want – the best for them. And I hope that, you know, we build up a healthy little immune system and, you know, they go out there and they can handle what's out there. So your motivation, I guess, for your company, which is Bear Belly Organics, is that right? Yes. All right. So tell us how you got started. Tell us the story behind Bear Belly. Well, I, I had went at the time my second child was about six years old. I went to the pediatrician and being a nurse, you know, I'm used to a good health report because I know what to do. <laughs> of course, I always mess up being the, <laughs> it's funny because like when I think my kid must have an ear infection and I go to the doctor, they don't. And when I go, oh, it's just a cold, it's nothing. And I don't take them. It's always something. So like, it's so funny. The more I know, the worse, the worse of, a, of, of a mom I become. Right, right. Anyway, so I took him to the pediatrician, and she said, he's got sun damage. I, he's very fair, redheaded with freckles. And she looked really close in his skin and to see these tiny little red dots. And I saw them, too. I was like, oh, my gosh, I use sunscreen. Like, I'm careful. And she said, oh, you should use Neutrogena Helioplex 100. That's the best. And I was like, okay. So I went and got like six cans of it. And one day I was spraying it 
and there's just this cloud of stuff all around him and I. And I noticed the can said, do not inhale. And I was like, what the heck? Why? Like, why would I be spraying this? How would you not inhale something that's like a cloud around you? And um, again, I went to Google and I started like dialing in all the chemicals that are in the sunscreen. And I was like, hormone disruptor, carcinogenic, do not inhale. I was like, what in the world? And then... I was trying to figure out, like, why? Why does the FDA allow these chemicals in our sunscreen if they're so bad for us? And basically the answer that I found to that is because they're better than skin cancer. So they feel like the risk is lower, and so they approve it. And I wasn't okay with that. So I just started, like, a nut, just researching. Like, where's the best – how can I get the best sunscreen? There has to be something, you know. And I, in my research, I found that zinc was the best. So I – started ordering expensive like sunscreens off of the internet and I um my one of my girlfriends sent me like an internet recipe one day and she goes this sounds like something you would do make your own sunscreen (laughs) it is a joke but she didn't know at the time like what I was feeling and thinking and I was like I'm doing it (laughs) (laughs) so I did and she ended up becoming my business partner Um, But it all started with some little internet recipe and, you know, just the awareness that we shouldn't be breathing all these chemicals that we're spraying on our skin. So now your line, um, Bare Belly, are you in any major stores? Um, We're not because... um, you know, we, 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 we manufacture everything by hand and, you know, I'm still sticking the labels on and shrink wrap and mailing out orders and it's it would be really hard for me to do more volume and lower individual costs for like wholesale Mm -hmm. accounts um i I mean i would just be like working all day making sunscreen for like a fraction of the price and my goal isn't that you know i just want to provide a a good sunscreen I, i didn't start out like wanting to make money or wanting to have a successful business really i just wanted when I found when I found the recipe that I liked for my own kids, my friends started asking for it, and you know the FDA bans the sale of sunscreen that's not SPF tested, and I really couldn't sell it. And my girlfriend was like, "We need to do this. Let me let's do this." Like she really liked it too, and we got it tested, and you know came up with a name and made a label, all of that, like the graphics and everything. We didn't hire anybody to do it. We figured it all out on our own. So it it doesn't make sense for me to to work around the clock making as much as I can and selling it for very little. So you did start making the products at home. You never worked with a lab. No, I'm I'm still making them at home. (laughs) Wow, Lisa, that is truly amazing. I love entrepreneurs that just fell into business, you know? Some people try so hard to get into business and it sounds like you just fell into it. Pretty amazing. And now, while I was doing some research on you and your products, I went to your website, and you have some information posted there on two different types of sunscreens. Uh, would you mind sharing that information with us today on the podcast? Sure. Um, there are two types of sunscreen. Um, there's chemical and physical. Um, the FDA approves only certain main ingredients to be used as sunscreen and all of them are chemical and only two of them are physical that's zinc and titanium dioxide um a chemical sunscreen works 
by, it is meant to be absorbed into your skin cell. Like that's the way it works and that's what it's meant to do. So when you put it on your skin, whether you spray it or, you know, rub it on with a lotion or whatever, um, if you read the bottle of sunscreen, it says that you're supposed to wait 15 minutes before you go out into the sun. And the reason for that is so that the chemical has time to get absorbed into your skin cell so that it can absorb the UVA, UVB rays when you go out in the sun. If you go out in the sun too soon, it's not ready and it won't start working right away. So what you're saying, say that one more time. Let's get that straight. You need to apply the sunscreen how long before you go out in the sun? So for chemical sunscreen, you need to apply the sunscreen 15 minutes before you go out into the sun because it needs time to be absorbed into your skin cell so that it can absorb the UVA, UVB rays. The physical sunscreens are meant to sit on top of your skin and they never get into your skin cell or your bloodstream. They sit on top of your skin, so it's a physical barrier as in wearing a shirt is a physical barrier. Okay, that's clear. And it's really good to know because that's one of the factors that seems to be very confusing to a lot of us. Now, as far as FDA regulating baby sunscreen or sunscreens for infants under six months, what is that all about? Can you explain that to us? The FDA makes us write on all, all sunscreen um, that not for use in children under six months. And I get this question a lot. Um, the reason for that is that some of the chemicals that are used in sunscreen are really bad for the babies, of course. Um, and the fact that it gives parents a false sense of security by thinking that their, their six month under six month old could be in the sun for long periods of time, as long as they have sunscreen. And, and that's obviously a really bad thing because of the heat and the dehydration and all the other issues that can occur from having a small baby out in the sun, but it's perfectly safe. Thank you. That's good to know. Thanks for explaining that to us. Now, moving on here, um, in the cosmetic world, there is this buzzword called nano. Cosmetics that contain nano-sized ingredients, and they go down into the deeper layers of the skin. Can you tell us about nano sunscreens and how you feel about nano-sized particles in a sunscreen? Okay. So, um, zinc oxide is found in nature. Like, it's, it's a... Hold on one second. My dog. I'm sorry. I thought they were all tame. That's all right. Okay. So, zinc oxide is found in nature, and there's just not enough of it for all the things we use it for. So, it's made in a lab, but it's... It's very safe and hypoallergenic, and it's and it's a natural, it, you know, it's a natural thing. It's like a ground up rock, so it's just like um, it's benign. Um, small particles, less than a hundred nanometers, are considered nano. Um, and so there's been some talk or some question about whether those tiny particles, when you use them in your sunscreen, whether they get into your bloodstream or not. Um, and if they do, are they possibly harmful? Um, and most of the stuff I've read, um, I, I can't really find anything that, that like proves that they're harmful, but I don't use nanoparticles because, um, I feel like my customer base, you know, wants the cleanest, purest, less risk, you know, to me, I don't want anything in my kid's bloodstream that doesn't belong there. (laughs) 
you know, even if it's, you know, not harmful, I just feel like I don't want it in there. So I don't take that chance. And so my, my um, zinc oxide is a mesh size of 325. So there's no chance. Well above nano. Now, your products look and are packaged a lot like children's sunscreens, but can adults use them also? Um, I mean, my motivation for creating this was my children, but no, it's for everybody. I mean, I use it. I use it under my makeup every day because, um, I mean, it is like a white tint to it. Um, it actually likes, it's kind of like concealer in a way, like it, like that white layer kind of um, lightens my skin when I put my makeup on it and kind of blends. It's used in cosmetics a lot. It's used in paint, um, diaper cream, diaper uh, baby powders, dandruff shampoos. Um, it's used in burn units in hospitals. We used it in the burn unit on open wounds to help um, heal the burns. So it's just a very, it's hypoallergenic. Because, it's, it, because it doesn't absorb into the bloodstream, it doesn't react with your system. And I've had a million customers who have written to me and said, I can't use any sunscreen. I'm allergic to everything. And um, we talk and I, you know, I send them a sample. You know, they, they can use it. Every single person that I have talked to that had sunscreen allergies has been able to use my sunscreen. I'm sure there's somebody out there that can't, <laughs> but so far I'm at a hundred percent. Well, that's great. Now let's just reiterate. You're talking about zinc oxide, which is yes. the main ingredient in your sunscreen. Okay. I yes. want to make that clear. All right. So, um, titanium is supposed to be pretty safe too, but it right. doesn't have quite as much UVA protection. And I just chose zinc because it's like the FDA has said that zinc is the best broad spectrum UVA and UVB reflector approved for use in sunscreen. Um, so if it's the best one, you know, that's, that's all I need. I don't need to blend it with other things. So some people blend it with chemicals so that they can use less of it and it would be less white. Okay. So they, you know, use a mixture. Like you can, you can buy a sunscreen that says natural sunscreen or zinc sunscreen and look on the back of it and see that there's chemicals in it. Right, right. I've seen that. Now, I just wanted to mention here because you did send me a nice array of your products and I do love them. My favorite one is the sunscreen in the jar. It goes on kind of like a body butter and I always like to, before I go out, put sunscreen on my hands and my neck and it feels like I'm putting body butter on and I really love it. I'm also really impressed with your lip balms. I love them. You know, when you buy a lip balm from a drugstore or any store, really, they don't usually come with a sunscreen. And you did something brilliant. You developed a lip balm with a sunscreen. And that is really pretty amazing. Those were an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're good. I mean, I know a lot of times when I had, was doing facials, my customers would ask me for a lip protector that had a little, uh, sunscreen in it. So I think that that was brilliant. Um, now, there's a popular misconception that S SP SPF relates to the time of solar exposure. Could you explain this to us? Sure. SPF is a number that 
tells you how much longer you can stay in the sun without burning. So for instance, if it takes you 30 minutes to get red in the sun with nothing on your skin, you start to get a sunburn. If you put a SPF of 100 on your skin, that means you could stay in the sun for 50 hours okay. without getting red. And it has nothing at all to do with um, SPF values only indicate the UVB production, which is the, the rays that cause you to sunburn. They're not the rays that cause you to get skin cancer or, or um, aging. So an SPF of 100, even if you could stay in the sun 50 times longer without getting burned, you would still get the harmful rays that cause skin cancer. The FDA started to regulate sunscreen um, and that was a big issue because people thought that they were protected if they were wearing a really high number SPF, and it, and it was actually not true. Yeah, I think now they say that you don't need more than, what is it, 30, 35, something like that? Um, they recommend over 15, um, but yeah, 30 is about as much as you could get with a, with a um, natural physical sunscreen. Um, if you think about it, an SPF of 100 is really ridiculous with a chemical sunscreen because every two hours, your blood detoxes your skin. So your blood comes through your skin cell, picks up all the chemicals in there, and takes it away. So the reason you need to reapply every two hours is because your body is detoxing that cell that's holding the sunscreen. Wow, you did do your research. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy to me, though, that people would put a chemical in their body that their body is going to clean out every two hours and have to reapply that chemical. A physical sunscreen works as long as you can still see it on your skin. Right, right. Well, what are some of the new rules from the FDA regarding sunscreens? Um, the FDA has banned sunscreen powders. Um, they're actually starting to come speak out and say that sprays are not good because, um, you don't know how much you're actually getting because every spray is going to be different. You know, maybe you spray longer or closer. Um, and, and also they're, they're really bad to be inhaled. As I said, um, mm -hmm. it has a warning on the bottle that says do not inhale. Uh, what else? Oh, they've required us to do, um, broad spectrum testing now, in addition to SPF testing. And the broad spectrum means that you're proving that you have UVA and UVB protection in the sunscreen. So if you buy sunscreen, whatever kind you buy, make sure it says broad spectrum protection on there or else you're only getting, um, you know, one or the other. And it's, you know, you can still get a sunburn or you can still get skin cancer. You want both that, that coverage. Now, let's talk about um, expiration dates. Okay. Suns sunscreens are a lot of times active ingredients. Mm -hmm. They have active ingredients. And active ingredients, as we all know, um, they do expire. Mm -hmm. So does Bare Belly Organic sunscreen have an expiration date? Well, chemical sunscreens, um, most of the chemicals have poor UVB protection, and so you need multiple chemicals. And when you mix those chemicals, they start to become unstable. Um, most of the chemicals used in sunscreen, this is really crazy, are unstable in light and heat. So the thing that you're putting on your skin to protect you from the sun is unstable in the sun. So you need a preservative and stabilizers to help <laughs> keep that chemical the way it is so that it actually works. 
And all of those are, you know, they definitely have expiration dates. They only last so long. Um, and not to mention their hormone disruptors and they cause cancer. My sunscreen um, is stable as long as it's clean. So, so basically, um, there's, there's no chemical reaction that's going to occur over time or in heat or in the sun or light, nothing in what will happen is if you put your fingers into it and you, you know, rub it on your skin and then you put that on the shelf for a few months, you may get some bacterial growth. And so um, it's recommended that you get new sunscreen every year, every new season. Otherwise I probably have, I would, I would say to be like super safe, um, probably a two year. Um, I'm looking at going to a lab to help, me produce the sunscreen and they will they will be doing like um you know bacterial tests and things to see how long it actually lasts for before you know bacteria starts to grow in it that's basically the only issue okay so i know a lot of natural sunscreens are coke uh, is your sunscreen coconut oil base is that the base in it coconut oil um, there's, there is coconut oil in it, but I would say the base is probably shea butter for the lotion and um, beeswax for the sticks. Okay. So in the sun, let's say we're at the beach, we have our bare belly sunscreen with us. Is it going to melt and get weird in the sun? <laughs> so the ingredients that I'm using in my sunscreen do, do soften in heat they will not melt. <laughs> um, I've had the stick in my car when the car windows are up and it gets really hot and it hasn't, it's get, it gets soft for sure, but it doesn't melt. Um, the jar is more likely to because it's a shea butter base instead of a beeswax base, which means it's, it's softer to begin with in the first place. Um, but if you just mix it up, it, like if it gets too liquidy or too soft and, and it, it still works, you just have to like mix it up with your finger and then apply it to your skin the same way. But it doesn't melt down as far as just being like a liquid oil, right? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, shea butter at room temperature is is still lotiony. It's still, okay. you know. Yep. Right. Right. All right. So, why do you feel that? I mean, there's a lot of organic sunscreens out there and children's sunscreens. Why do you feel feel their belly organics mineral sunscreens are better than? any of the other natural sunscreens? I feel that it's better because I use absolutely no chemicals. I only use organic ingredients. Um, it's fully tested. It has the highest ratings for water resistant, which is 80 minutes. You're allowed, you, you have to have a lab test to prove that your, your sunscreen is water resistant. Um, and you either are awarded none, a 40 minute or an 80 minute. And I, I was awarded the 80 minute on all of my sunscreens. Um, and I use the non-nano zinc oxide, which is the best broad spectrum UVA and UVB reflector that is approved by the FDA. Um, it's the only one I need. It's stable. It does not react with your skin in any way. Um, and it's hypoallergenic and it works. <laughs> I've had some really good feedback from a lot of customers and we're satisfied. Well, your products really are wonderful, and I can't believe that you designed that label yourself. They look so professional. <laughs> they yeah. really are amazing products, and I want to wish you the best in your business. Um, before we part, um, 
where can people take a look at your sunscreens? Where can they buy them and see them and read a little bit more about them? Um, I have a website. It's www.barebellyorganics.com. Um, and we're also on Amazon and Etsy. And that's it for now. I, I have a couple stores in Georgia where I used to live, the Nature's Corner Market. Um, and in the Marietta Square, there's a store called the Local Exchange. They have it there, too. There will also be a link to Lisa's website, Bare Belly Organics, in the show notes. These are great products. You have to check them out, especially if you have a family. They're great family sunscreens. I have been using the products myself. I love them. I can highly recommend them to anyone listening today. And well, hey guys, this is pretty amazing stuff. Don't forget to check it out. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I close out the show today, Lisa? I can't think of anything. <laughs> we covered everything, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, thank you very much, Lisa, for being on. It was a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you. And you. I want to wish you the best with your business. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. Ask the Beauty Advisor is a part of the Beauty Radio Network. If you have a podcast or need help in starting a podcast and would like to be a part of a free, supportive network, then learn more by contacting Deanna at beautyradionetwork.com.